Hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Rugby Report Cut. Uh, with me this week is Jim. G'day, how are you? Very well. <laughs> good, and um, Blake, maybe? Hey, how are you? I've been better. <laughs> That's good. This has been really smooth today. Um, you know, I've really enjoyed this so far. Uh, no internet problems whatsoever, so glad to see it's working beautifully. Uh, boys, how are we feeling about rugby this week? Like as I said um, on podcast one, two, three, four, five of tonight, um, dude, last week didn't even know it was starting. I had an inkling rugby was starting, but it wasn't until this week where I knew it was starting and I got excited and G'd about a few games, tuned in and loved it. I was back this week. I, I thought you might say that, Jim. I had a feeling you might you you felt that way. Yeah, did you just have some deja vu, 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 vu? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I just um, I'm looking forward to being called a little bitch by one of you in the next few minutes. A little bitch. A little bitch. Um, I guess for me, week one, I agree with Jim's sentiments. It really crept up on me at the start of the competition, and and it felt like summer, and the Australian Open was still on. But by week two, I was so pumped coming home from work on Friday. I was tired, and I thought I'm going to go home, crack open a bottle of wet red, watch some rugby. Hang on, hang on. Crack open a bottle of crack open a bottle of wet. Can you just confirm what that is, please? Never you mind, Richard. <laughs> just wanted to ask. Podcast That's all. PG, you mate. <laughs> I, I, I bought those tiger schooners on the way home. Didn't like, I, I much preferred them overseas. Not great. You don't hold up. Bit metallic. No, you have it in Southeast Asia. Delicious, but I mean, the heat in Southeast Asia. You have a tap waters. Like the gods have made it, you know? So it's all yeah, it's delicious. And it's riddled with bacteria, but it's still just like that god touch. Well, I, I think that's why, you know, it's scientifically proven the nicest water is water from a hose. What? Why? It's just fucking delicious. Water I, from I a hose. I think it's a temperature thing. And the pace you know, it's, 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 a context thing. it's a context thing. You're outside. You're hot. You're working. No, the nicest water is from a natural spring. You're in the beautiful world and looking out into the... You know what? That's exactly what I thought a little bitch would say. Yeah. <laughs> I think natural spring, there's not enough flow in the water. Out of the hose, I think it preys on our evolution and our fear of running out of water. But in a hose, it's so consistent. You're like, fuck, this is water for days. Hose hey. Hey, we're at level two water restrictions here. Uh, this bit, you're being really disrespectful to the people that don't have water right now. I live in the city, man. That's for the others to worry about. <laughs> That's not going to hold up, is it? I'm joking, man. I don't have a lawn. You guys are the ones hosing lawns. Yeah, look, I've got history. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the rugby. In our defense, it's actually our seventh attempt at recording this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying things knowing it's never going to end. Podcast three, we had Checker on. <laughs> yeah, he, he was very, he was very insightful. By the way, in that, that podcast. Uh, right, should we actually talk about the first round of the the rugby, the um, which was the Sharks Highlanders? Which were you more shocked about? How well the Sharks played, or how shit the Highlanders were? Uh, how well the Sharks played, man. Forty points is fucking epic. Yeah. Sharks are good. Mm. Sharks, they what they do really, really well um, is they're they're almost European. They're a Northern Hemisphere team. Their line speed, they have committed to that umbrella defense, and the Highlanders had zero answer for it. 
Um, so I think that's why a lot of the Sharks points came late is the the Highlanders just ran out of ideas. The Sharks' mm. line speed and umbrella defence just broke them. Kerwin Bosch can kick your goal from anywhere. Uh, mm. And then that pressure, it's a very Northern Hemisphere thing where pressure, 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 you break, they make it count. Um, they're, they're you say that, that, that that's a bad thing. No, no, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying oh, okay. it, it works. It's effective. Um, and I don't think we see enough of it in Super Rugby. Um, I think the, um, the South African teams... The South African teams are running with a wet sailman over the World Cup. They have confidence in their playing, and I'm not referring to all of them, but the Sharks and the Stormers definitely are playing very, very well, and they've got jumping Jack Flash on the wing. That guy was a loaded gun waiting to pop, but Pimpy yeah, wanted him involved any way he could, and that and dude with an open, open turf, he'll take you on, and that fullback for the Sharks is a fucking gun too. I mean, that your point there, man, Pimpy, that, he had form from the World Cup and he's brought that over with him. And, and I mean, what they do is they defend, they kick goals, and then they can they can counter and counterattack. With that said, I do think we need to go back to Richard's point, which um, Highlanders are shit. Yeah, well, they're dealing with a hearts combo who haven't played much, man. This is their first game back too. Yeah. yeah, could I just basically build on one of your points? Because you talked about Mapimpi, but the, uh, you broke up a little bit. But the fullback, he ran for some meters. That fullback Dude, he a had a fucking game. Yeah, absolutely. He was shit hot. I'll tell you um, who yeah. was shit. Thompson for the Highlanders. What's yeah, this- what, what's, what's going on with that? Do you think it's because he's not used to, to – I know you're talking about the halves, but it's not used to having, um, obviously um, – Yuani inside him at 12? Do you think he's trying to get used to that and having Mitch Hunt at 10? Do you think it's just that consistency and continuity coming together those, those, uh, that, that showed that he was shit? Because he's not been a shit player recently. But he, he just kept, shit kicking, the just kept huh? kicking the ball from outside centre. I couldn't get my head around it. Mm. One terrible yeah. kick after another. Honestly, it, it seemed to me like Aaron Smith's on another level and he's struggling to, to even find guys and catch his passes here. Um, he threw anything mm. flat, they'd drop it. He, I just, he was getting no support for, from anywhere. They were in it for a little while, but I don't know, man. I get a bit of worry for the, the Highlanders. You're so used to seeing Ben Smith bail them out. Um, I think we said in that very first podcast, I remember saying it um, when Jim was doing his research in Vietnam. I think we even said we probably predicted the Highlanders to finish bottom of that New, New Zealand conference because as much as... There lots of there's been lots of t- player turnover and in those key positions as well a lot has changed so maybe it is going to be a building year. Well, for, I, was for really excited. I was really excited for Mitch Hunt at ten coming over from the Crusaders. Obviously wanted more minutes, um, and I, I thought he was really going to come on for a ten. And in the first half he played quite well, and, and I actually think that that halves combination has somewhere to go. But man, he just he just didn't. He didn't deliver, obviously, first game of the season. Still a lot to be seen, but a lot of potential with Hunt. But right now they look pretty shit. Yeah, work to do, work to do. You know what I'd do? I'd call him Bin Juice. Or or Deadwood. I I feel there's a lot of Deadwood in that team, no? Just reckon the bulk of that team's Bin Juice. We know your Bin Juice thing. (laughs) Um, You mentioned um, it twice. Next one, Brumbies Rebels. Um, Fuck the Rebels suck, man. They are so shit. 
yeah. yeah, my credibility, my credibility is, or well, actually, our credibility went downhill slightly because we again said that, oh yeah, there's not been much player turnover. The rebels are going to build and what have you. And I asked you, I asked you boys last time whether they was going to come back to to the coach. So can we now point more of a finger because they are going backwards? So well, I, I, I was thinking about that, and then when they cut to the coach's box once during the game, fucking, I forgot Sean Burns in the administration. It's going to have an impact, isn't it? If you've got Sean Byrne, Sean Byrne knocking about. I just want to take objection to Richard's point. Listen to the tape. I said Rebels will be at the bottom of the conference week one. Stand by it. Now, yeah. on the coach's point, Sean Byrne, very interesting point, Jim. He's terrible. Uh, other interesting point, you look at McKellar from the Brumbies. That prick looks like he could bench three plates right now. You look <laughs> he's at, in tip-top shape, You look at Vessel, it looks like he's been eating all the pie. Yeah. And that's, and that's leadership, isn't it? That's leadership. That's kind of leadership. That's kind of it. So let me just get this straight. Leadership is how much you can bench. And how much and you can look you can bench. How much you look oh, like you can bench. And right. I look like I can bench a bit, Richard. I can't get much up at all, but I look, you know. That's can leadership, say, Richard. Can that's I leadership. just say you should never admit on a podcast that you can't get it up at all. I just want to make that, that point. Okay? Not to mention Dan McKellar pre-game, his chat fucking like oh this is guy's got some good things to say man he's a thinking coach too he doesn't take shit for granted he compliments players where necessary like his handling of McCaffrey just interesting making him play in the runners game coming back from Japan like it's not just a walk in a thon even though I don't even know if he should walk in he's a very and he has a role in that team but I don't know if it's come back in straight away I'm curious about how they're going to use Will Miller a lot he got more minutes than he did last week but whole thing with him signing is that he would get more minutes. So I don't know can how they're going to arrange that back three. Go. Can I tell you a coach there, Jim? Um, and Laurie Fish is the best coach in Australian rugby. You're talking about a bloke who is running that forward pack um, at an incredible level consistently. He's lost Carter and Arnold and you could Barely tell. I mean, you can tell, but you can barely um, I just think he Laurie Fisher doesn't get the props he deserves. Now, I don't. I actually don't know if he is a fifteen coach because he wasn't outstanding at the props he deserves. Scott C is a fucking unit. Alalato is the captain of the team. You got I James Slipper coming off the bench. Yeah, but that's credit to, to what Laurie Fisher's built there and how he's recruited. I, I'd love to see him transition. You said he doesn't Laurie. get the props he deserves, man. Oh, I see what you've done there, Jim. Yeah, yeah. You made me sound like a fucking idiot by banging on about it. <laughs> I see what you, he, he definitely gets the props he deserves. I see. I see what you've done there. Co does look fit though, doesn't he? Jesus. Can I now that's say, a, that's leadership. Can I just say, building on uh, Jake James's brilliant pun, um, talk about the props. Big improvement from last week because they were out, actually were out scrummage last week though. Yeah, and I think they took that to heart. Um, and yeah, did you see that red scrum this week? Fucking hell. Dominated. Jesus Christ. I've never seen anything like it. And in all my yeah. years. And I think that's in all so my cool. years. It's very hard on this uh, over the internet <laughs> thing here. Um, but that's what's so exciting because the, that Brumbies is legit. And I think where they struggled against the Reds is they probably didn't get that second row support that they were used to and were taken a little bit off guard by how far Tupo's come on, um, how good J.P. Smith is and how much Arnold's, uh, how much Thorne's done with that team. 
the Reds mm. get them scrummaging like that because they dominated the Lions, who dominated the Jags the week before. Um, and we've jumped games here, but it was, yeah, it was disappointing, the Reds going down, man. The Lions had them all the territory for fucking days. Their kicking game to relieve pressure and get out of that shit territory was woeful. Yeah, it was. We'll get, we will get to that, too. Um, yeah. but Just go back to the Brumbies just for a second, because we talk about um, how shit Australian teams are at, at, at times. Do we need to praise the Brumbies more? That's, that's 10 straight home wins in a row right now. Uh, we talk about the effect the coach is having. Do you need to praise Dan McKellar more for than what he's done? Yes, because you've mentioned Laurie Fisher without... Obviously, I agree with those points, but does he need to take more credit for the progress that they're making? Miss the bench press point. Oh, sorry. Other than the bench press point, look, they um, they're obviously very, very well coached. I'll make it quick, but their recruiting is fucking outstanding. They have a great squad, man. I think that's testament to culture as much as it is recruiting. The idea is whoever they bring in, they get more from them. You look Mm. at a Will Miller. You look at a Slipper. Um, they, they seem to get more. Look at a Simone. They seem to get more from these blokes that, that other clubs didn't. Or but you think it's like, but the talent is local too because they, the Banks is a legit talent. We've got Tom Wright who's a legit talent. Henry Spate was a passenger for a while. Do you agree or disagree with that? Uh, I agree with that. that. That's a breath of fresh air into that back line, his departure. No, Did you I'm see Henry that. Spate kick on the weekend, man? He got in a position to kick and I just went, oh, no. And it was horrific. You've been a winger in international rugby for almost 10 years, if not more. What are you doing in training? He was also a questionable tackler, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. He's just flary. To jump back. We're feeling some Reds love today, Jim. Um, To jump back to the Brumbies, I I think so much of what they build comes off of Valentini and Samu. Two Mm. genuine loose forwards who get over the game line, win their contacts in defence, and are willing to put their head down in the breakdown but also carry the ball in both hands. We haven't had back rowers that versatile and that physical in as long as I can remember in Australian rugby. Um, So Valentini in particular, I think Samo even had a better game here. But Valentini, it feels like he's just growing, growing, and growing. Now Samo did it all with a tucked-in shirt too. And I think, uh, look, I know we don't want to lump too much. That's not leadership, but it's good. (laughs) Uh, Because it's only two games in. But, you know, the the, the 10 excites me, you know, and I don't want to put too much pressure on the kid because he is only a kid. You couldn't put any more that doesn't already exist. They fucking, all they talk about is that kid. Yeah. and How can you not? But the the thing is, Absolutely. But I think kudos, and the reason why I say it now is the fact he is really helped by a fact that a pack at the moment is giving him good front football. And I think that's that's really important. He's just going to face a test when you come against a, a side that's uh, that's winning the upfront battle and the Brumbies are going backwards. It'll be interesting to see how his game management changes then. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, he's, uh, he's playing some fantastic rugby. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the grand assault you need to see the Brumbies in. They've only versed Australian sides, both of them. Both of which have lost two from two, um, so there's there's still more to be seen here. Absolutely, uh, Lola Co is is ticking every single box, and he looks composed. He looks like he's having a ball out there, and something as simple as the decision to take that drop goal was so distinctly un-Australian um, and so clever 
well-timed, read the game, and just made that scoreboard pressure unattainable mm. for the Rebels. I think it was such a compliment for such a young player to have the confidence to sit back in the pocket, slot the three, and push on with the game. I absolutely loved it. And I do think one of the bikes we consistently overlook is Simone, who seems to have stepped up his leadership role in that back line. Yes, I said he's mm. in slow motion. He still looks like he's in slow motion for some reason. Um, but he's another bloke who can do a bit of everything. Now, I think it's the large stride that makes him look slow because he's covering ground. I think it's the slowness of his stride, but it's quite a large stride if you look at it. Yeah, but he's one of those folks who's carved in the NRC, seems to play really, really well when the Brumbies are doing well. How's he go up against international talent? centers mm. uh, And that's what he's still got to prove. But yeah, my, la- my last point on this game is there's a lot of good takeaways, big things happen. Is this Hodge's last game for the Rebels? Is this his last chance? He was horrific. Yeah, that moment where uh, Solomon Akeda just handed him off, uh, what was it, the Cusack try, I think it was? Uh, it, was it was slightly embarrassing for him, let's be honest, for an international winger. Honestly, Hodge is, he reminds me of that kid who got picked consistently in the A's because he was bigger, stronger, and faster than the other kids. Mm-hmm. But put it together like once every four games. Did something physical that you were like, oh, yeah, you need him there. But more often than not, makes the wrong decisions, loses his contacts. For such a big bloke, loses his contacts. For someone who's quite quick, he's not quick enough to be an outside back. Um, Mm -hmm. He doesn't have the ball skills to be an inside back. He's clearly got a massive boot, but he doesn't have an accurate boot. He just hasn't delivered on the promise. Mm. Uh, we have I think the other solution. the other thing is also, and we've said this several times throughout the podcast, is that he doesn't know where his position is for those reasons you've just mentioned. And the problem is he's a jack of all trades and he gets moved around and he needs to decide where his position is and learn his craft for that position because otherwise he's never going to um, make the progression from where he is right now. I'm with Jim, mate. That, that ship's out. He should take the money and go overseas. I'd like to see Campbell Magnate 13 or Tom English back. Yeah, I'd give you Tom English definitely. I think it's. I, I think he should be in the team. Magnate he played, he... excites me a lot though. And can I say for the Rebels, a couple of points just really quickly on them. Um, Nasirani had a had a really good game and an exciting against Samu and Valentini. I think he was outplayed a little bit, but he still offered plenty. And then Hardwick off the bench reminded you why he got a run as a Wallaby. He added a hell of a lot to the Rebels when he came on the field. He needs to play every minute for the rest of the season. Mm. Again, but that goes back to why why is he not? That's a coming back from injury. I'm assuming, Uh, otherwise, Vessels is a muppet. Um, And then DHB at fullback, I think, made one or two weird decisions, but he's class. He's just Mm. all out class. That bloke. Oh, absolutely. He He plays. What's that? How he plays like he's wearing a tux? Yeah, he is. Yeah, Yeah, wearing a tux. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that thing, Um, if he sees two props, he'll run between them and and, and find the space. He just sees rugby. He has a rugby brain. He doesn't make Mm. those poor decisions. And as as Jim would say, you know, he should be giving his props for doing that, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, he should. Um, You watch the Crusaders go down early on in the season. Holy shit. This was this was the statement, man. The, this was Warren Gatlin saying, "Oh fuckers, I'm legit," 
Um, and what I particularly liked is that around the 50th minute, it's like you got the message out there and I was like, boys, we're playing like Wales. I want line speed and I want territorial kicking. And it seems like he's equipped them with all the different skills because they just transitioned really, really nicely into pressure rugby. Um, and they could still do the, the helter-skelter stuff with Gruden and McKenzie. But, mm. man, granted, not your full-strength Crusaders. I thought Harvey ripped at 10, but it obviously changes the team a hell of a lot. Um, mm. But, man, this is a statement. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. The only thing, as I say, the only thing you you got to look at is the is not having uh, obviously a full chance, full strength Crusaders. But let's be honest, how much does that Cruden McKenzie uh, combination excite you moving for, even uh, moving forward? I thought Jim was going to take that one. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. this recruitment of Cruden. Um, I did not see this coming, and even if he plays shit for a couple of minutes, a couple of patches throughout the year, throughout the season, throughout the game. He's still adding a lot to that team in terms of maturity, level-headedness, and he could change that tactic and make it a kicker for his mate Gat. Yeah, and interestingly today, they asked the All Black selector, is is um, has is Adder and Cruden available for All Black selection? And his reply was, I hope so. Um, so I thought that was an interesting bit of mail. Um, a lot to like about the GC because I thought the Crusaders didn't, didn't play too bad. Um, no. The Chiefs just outdid them, and I think that had a lot of credit there. And I think their backline delivered, but their forward pack showed some starch as well. Yeah. Certainly led by Kane, who I know can bench a bit. I think the thing is, and I would agree with all those points, but there's even still what excites me is there's still room improvement. There's still room for improvement for the Chiefs. Their lineout didn't work, didn't function as well as what it could have done. I think they lost like maybe five lineouts throughout the day and for a, uh, throughout the game and for a team progressing forward. That's still obviously something that they could uh, they could work on. I saw a stat somewhere that they. I was going to say you're reading stats, man, aren't you? <laughs> there's a stat about there's, there's a stat about missed tackles. They missed a lot of tackles. I think I was reading earlier on. Like, so they're still. There's there's a there's a lot of stuff to work on, but yeah, they're truly exciting as a as a team. And kudos to to Warren Gatland, and it's hard for me to say that when he's what he's done recently. And um, man, I love it when the when the top of that conference is up. Perhaps it's fucking sick. It is very exciting. Last thing I'll say on it: obviously Weber to start starting for the Chiefs. He was ridiculous off the bench. Um, mm-hmm. Add a lot for them, and just uh, we haven't spoken about the Crusaders probably enough. Other than I just want to say Halvili. How fucking good is he that he can just move to 10 and play like that? Um, he just looks like he's been a 10 his whole life. Um, Must be the way that the uh, the New Zealand kids are brought out because you think of how many players in that New Zealand system that can interchange successfully between the 10 and 15. Yeah, yeah. It's like they learn the running game first. No, absolutely. Or, or vice versa, I'm not sure. But, yeah, but it's pretty cool. Is Kieran Reid done? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely run. Yeah, uh, what do you think? By just um, going back to the Chiefs a minute, you talked about Sam Kane. Do you think he'll end up playing eight for the entirety of the season? Mm, I don't know. Because surely he's the All Black Seven. Well, you would think so. Mm. so. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I don't know what they're playing. They're doing some South African thing when they're just fucking with the numbers at the back. Is it running their own experimental phase? Maybe Gatlin Noy liked the game. Thought he was more of a. What's their personnel like? I don't know enough about it. Is he their captain? Yeah. Yeah. Can, Can I do that? Can bench a bit. Why, yeah. why are you saying it like in a South African way? 
you've literally messed around with the numbers. Like David Pocock's won eight for the uh, last umpteen years, and he's not an eight. Yeah, but that's that an Australian way. Didn't care at all. <laughs> all right. David Pocock could play 10, man. Speaking <laughs> of the Australian way, how shit were the Tars? Yeah, let's kick. If anyone thought they were going to win this, though, you don't know. Blues were hot. Mate, all three of us said we hoped that said that the Tars were going to win. Not me. I certainly said I thought the Tars was going to win. Oh, I, I, I said I thought the Tars would get it done, so I'll be the honest one and say that I, I messed up. because well, I'm the tape, man. I tip Blues. It's not true. But um, <laughs> put it simply, this is the Blues, the worst team in the New Zealand Conference, who haven't won away from home in over a year, who were missing 10 players from their squad, including didn't they last, Barrett. Didn't they, last, uh, their last, didn't they beat the Tars last year as well? Or was it the year before? Well, that would have been last year. Didn't they beat them in uh, Brookvale last year. That was it, yeah. When, yeah. I think that was their last away win, the Blues. Mm. Um, you have to win this if you're the Waratahs. It's non-negotiable. Um, mm. And they were – honestly, I, I think I tweeted at the time that they're, they're like bizarro Brumbies in terms mm. of they have no discipline, no line-out, no scrum, no mm. tactical kicking. So all of the things that put you in a position to play rugby, they cannot do. So mm. even – where blokes are individually skillful or they have good ball carriers like Dempsey or Hooper or they have dangerous backs like Marky Mark and Beal, it's irrelevant because they can never put themselves in a position to use those people because they can't do any of the fundamentals correct. Um, and then and what, that, know, what that'll do is over time that'll make Marky Mark a bit shit. It'll bring his confidence down and doubt his undeniable ability. Yeah, I mean, I'm just sh- shocked by how poor they were at the fundamentals. I mean, I know it was raining cats and dogs in the lead-up. I know Newcastle's cursed for Australian rugby, but I just – there's talent in this team, and even in the game there was momentarily talent. Hooper was undeniably good. Dempsey looked good every time he touched it. Um, Marky Mark looks deadly. But there's just so shit at doing any fundamentals that – Can I ask um, – just- as we've been, as we eulogised about how well the Brumbies are playing, and we can the caveat is that they played two New two Aussie teams at home. Do we need to have a little bit of sympathy for the 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 Tars? The fact that they play, they've started their season with two te- two games against Kiwi teams. Or Incorrect. Not? The Blues are not good, and they've read ten blokes are out, hmm. and they're away from home. So Crusaders, absolutely, and we cut them slack on that podcast. We spoke yeah. about their promise, and and we like the way the game plan looked like it was changing, um, mm. this was one they had to deliver on. I think we'd be sympathetic to the Tars this year. We don't expect, expect them to beat everyone, but we certainly expect them to win their home games. Yeah. Yeah, oh, see, I'm not as trashy about the Blues. I think the Blues are a decent team as they stand right now. I thought they played quite well against their first opponent round one. Name escapes me. I can't remember who it was. But um, I think there's more things to come from this Blues team. I'm not writing them off just yet. Uh, the Blues lost to lost to the Chiefs round one, didn't they? Yeah, dude. There you go. Yeah, sure, and that might be valid. It's you still got to win it if you're the Tars if you're going to be anywhere this season. No, Absolutely. fuck the Tars, man. 
Where do you move forward with this um, team selection, though? Because there's still question marks for me about it. You know, um, I'm not being disrespectful to Lockie Swinton, but for me, Dempsey can sit, switch into that six area. Holloway can come in at eight. Uh, Jack Maddox has still got to get into that back line somewhere. So, is this still a work in progress, or they just? I think those two. Decisions? I agree with you. I think those two are pretty self-explanatory, but I don't think there's much else. That's what I mean. If you threw me the keys to the Tars, man, I wouldn't know how to start the engine. It's keyless entry. You're okay. You know, I, I, literally, I would not know what I would do differently. You, I've watched this team be shit for a long time, and I, you know, I watch a little bit of the shoot shield. I would have no confidence in my ability but, to turn it around. But do you know what? For me, moving forward, I think where it starts is with effort and defense. You're only as good as your best player's effort, and the way that you can get that around is oh, effort and defense. How do you get 15 dudes to put effort in? You don't think they give a fuck? You don't think the ones before are like, what does that look like? I don't think that their their defensive pressure, let the line speed, is not good enough. No, what's I the, don't. What's and the I new think... coach of the Tars' rig like? That's my question. Yeah, what's he lift? That's the mm. question. I think for the Tars, the most frustrating part is the apathy around the breakdown. They just take it for granted that it's their ball. All day they kept just giving up breakdown ball like they didn't give a fuck. And it, you watch it and you, it's frustrating and it's sort of anger-inducing. It looks like they just they just weren't getting there. I, I often, when I see that, I worry, are they trying too hard to do a system? Are they trying too hard to be in the right channels and as opposed to putting their head up and getting to the fucking breakdown? There's um, been a so, criticism before. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's an area of concern I would have. I still don't think it's all doom and gloom for the Tars. There's, there's talent here. There's young talent. There's a new coach. But, man, many more performances like that, I don't know if anyone will be coming to their games, let alone nah. seven people that were at Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're all they're all over the place anyway, and I think that doesn't help the situation either. But I think that's a really big game this weekend, though, because um, it is the Rebels Tars this weekend. And, you know, Fucking so. hell, that will be a celebration of mediocrity if you've ever seen it. <laughs> yeah, but th- that is a big game because it's if one team it might give them a kick up the backside, but the other team is just going to continue their uh, their woe. Mm. Um, but do we need to, as we say, maybe? Maybe we need to change our expectations of the Waratahs. I don't know. But do you want to push on to the next game? Indeed. Uh, Lions, okay. Reds. Jim's been itching to talk about this one. So, Jim? I know. Uh, I've said on my piece, man. I was just very impressed with their scrum. Really disappointed with their kicking game. Love that young new winger who sparked that try in the first half. Lions just had ultimate territory. Like, fuck, it was a lot of territory. And they were quite ill-disciplined, the Reds. I know they only had nine penalties, but it felt like a lot more. They were really on top of each other. It was a really difficult game to watch if you're rooting for them because they just kept stabbing themselves in the foot, and their line-out was a bit shit too. Look, I'm going to go full of the Anya here and say they got fucked by Piper. I thought the Reds yeah, he, was, he, did, he, did, he did go for him, didn't they? Two yellows at the same time, and then they dismantle the line scrum time and time again, five out from the line. No mention of a card. Give that. But that's name. the first time I've ever heard a ref say, and I could be wrong here, saying it was just overpowering. I think um, Gardner said it. No infringement or no negative play. It was just overpowering. It doesn't constitute a card. Yeah, but then just keep. They should just keep pushing, keep pushing, and keep pushing. If as soon as it collapses, it is an infringement. Mm. But it's just overpowering. It's not negative play. You just won the contest. 
Here's your penalty. They have to stay in the contest. Until the ball's out, they have to stay in the context. The contest. Now, if the ball's at the number eight's feet, the ref can say to use it, and at that point, the contest can end. It, it but, feels unachievable to stay in a contest when you're getting your ass kicked. Yeah, well, that's then you've given away a penalty. That's the point, yeah. But I'm saying that there shouldn't be any yellow that results. If you're um, purposefully infringing and bringing it down because you know you suck, then well, by all means. That's what you're uh, just saying that we're doing. No, that's what I'm saying. He said that they weren't doing. But if they were getting over the they questioned. They questioned it. They said, why aren't they getting a yellow? Well, within yeah. their rights to ask, and that was his response. That's the wrong response. I don't know. I don't know how it's not the wrong response. You, if you, you have to stay in the contest. So if they're going down, they've infringed. Hmm. There's no such thing as just being overpowered. Now, if the, if the ball's at the eight and you That's what I'm just saying. Like, it got me thinking it's the first time I've heard it. Is that something that's running around the whole league? Well, he's just wrong. Hmm. And maybe he should if he says it again. And I just felt like the Reds got it just a bit fucked all day. There was just a bit of that hometown shit going on here. Um, they just – my worry for the Reds is I can say this, but they lost. And they played fucking very good against the Brumbies for 50, 60 minutes of that game. They were asleep at the start and they sort of died in the end. But they lost. Um, so now they're 0-2 and they're still mm. traveling. Uh, Do you find Tupou to be a bit reckless? Do you find his playing style just a bit reckless? I love it. I love it, those huge clean-outs. And I just think what worries me is he's going to be one of those folks because he is more physical than others, and we've seen it. He just gets penalised for hitting people hard. Well, that definitely has happened in the past. I saw him put a massive hit on someone, and it was all legit that they let go. Yeah, yeah, which I did hear, and I liked that. Um, I don't know. My worry for the Reds is there is a lot to like. Um, I, I did. I was concerned about O'Connor at ten, but God, he was. Um, and then Stewart at twelve impressed the pants off me with his defence, uh, and I thought that yeah. gives him your left right kicking. But I'm with Jim. They struggled to kick out of danger, um, which hurt them. But their kicking game was great. Scrounging game was great. Line out was a bit shit, um, and they just lost the territorial game. Um, and I think you got to give a fair bit of props to Janchis. Because he played sick in attack, and he also tactically kicked really, really well. What do we think this? Uh, what do we think about Isaac Lucas? Obviously, his progression he can play. Um, where do we see him moving forward? I just wonder if they're not sure if he's Seems a 15, like if he's a fifteen or a ten. Now, I think they're committed to Hegarty at fifteen because he's playing very, very well. And clearly had a really big off season. So you're not gonna pull him out. So they tried Lucas at ten. I don't know. I'm I don't know if it's a it's a question, I'm not sure if there was a fitness thing this week or a sickness thing this week. It seems strange to pick someone at ten and then not pick them at ten. Um mm-hmm. I tipped at the start of the year he's gonna be the wallaby ten. I, I still I'm still not ruling that out. I mean, at the moment he's certainly not the front runner. This um, is um this is disappointing that they haven't ironed this shit out in the preseason though. Yeah, but maybe they had, and maybe there was a cold going around or a stomach bug. You know, you can't always read into it. I did think O'Connor was was decent at ten, mm. but I don't know his position. Mm. On this little tour they're doing, man, if they want to be legit, they need to pick up a win. There's a lot of pressure on them to beat the Jags next weekend. That's what I think, and I just think they won't. And then they're zero and three, 
And then they've yeah. set themselves up for a middle-of-the-table conference. Brumbies have got wins against Australian sides, including the Reds. It's very hard to knock them off the top of the table. How good's the fucking Sunday morning game, too? Oh, it's outstanding. Outstanding. So that, well, Stormers Bulls really quickly. Dude, the Stormers defence that hold two teams to naught two weeks in a row. Yeah, it's immense, isn't it? I've never oh. seen that in all my years. Yeah, have the Bulls in all scored my a... years. Have the Bulls not scored a try this season? Am I right? Nah, they, they put 15 points. Oh, right. Yeah, fuck. That could no. be true. The Bulls have not scored a try yet this year because they uh, Mornay Stain kicked all their points last week, I believe. So, uh, no, they have not scored a try yet. Shit. And they're going to buy next week. They got first three rounds, no tries. <laughs> We're complaining uh, about Aussie teams. Quite rightly. Um, but, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I didn't I didn't watch this game, so I can't actually add much to this, unfortunately. So, you, didn't, you didn't get up? I got up. Uh, that's because you're more committed than I am. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted it this week. Mm. It's leadership. Um, he was gymming whilst he watched it. Yeah, really nice, that's that's nice leadership, point. man. Uh, talking of uh, of leadership, is Garden Bashup leading the Hurricanes to uh, to victory a shock or not? I wanted to say that last week. I wonder if he's going to start next week, but I thought no, and I think he should. He's put on some fucking form in the minor ten cup, and he did. And did he lead this little comeback? That's what I'm I asking you. Lamarpi did with that fucking amazing line break. He had a blinder of a game, Lamarpi. He was everywhere. I, I don't know. I watched this, and at the end of it, I was just thinking, I don't know how the Jags lost. Hmm. I just thought they kind of outplayed them. I thought it was strange. That Jags 10, we talked him up last week. He's a gun, but he was definitely injured. It looked like hmm. he played the whole game hobbly. Yeah. And his leg heavily strapped. Oh, it's like oh. Lee Williams. Whenever I watch him play, it's just like, dude, get off. What are you doing? <laughs> I just thought it was a I – I still don't really know how the Jags lost. They just fucking blew it in the end of the game. I stand by it, though. They just suck at line-out and set-piece. Hmm. And they just drop the ball a little bit, and they've got terrible discipline. Fuck, so it's they, just the Jags from 2019. Yeah, they just let you in when they should shut the door on you because they've outplayed you with their awesome offload game and ridiculously impressive defence. They just let you in through unforced errors and ill-discipline. So I don't know, man. I'm still sort of don't really understand how they lost it, but a very important win for the Hurricanes. Mm, Yeah. And I think we were probably a bit harsh on them. Oh, no, we did say maybe it's going to be an aberration, but... I think a massive win for the Hurricanes because I think many teams are going to struggle to win in Argentina this year. So, um, I, yeah, I have the Reds get up. How fucking hot was the Cane jersey? Oh, I thought it was terrible, the Cane jersey. I loved it. It looked like pus, mate. That was it. I did enjoy uh, Geordie Barrett kicking a 60-metre penalty, though. Yeah, that's obscene. With ease. That is obscene. Um, I wish you did it while sculling a beer. Mine, my worry for the Reds is they're, they're – Hang on. You you were sculling a beer at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning? And Jordy no, at the cricket. Ah, uh, okay. Fair enough. I was oh, a bit confused. Get with the pop culture references. Sorry, I apologise. Yeah. Who said the Hurricane shirt was nice, by the way? Because you cut out a little bit. Me. I liked it. Mate, it was horseshit. It's that horrible grey. It's horseshit. Yeah, Jim's sick. He's unwell. The Jags jersey sex, but – Cash, but yep. cash that thing. Absolutely. 
Um, all right, should we do a very quick hit of next round and then a quick touch on the Six Nations because it's a lot of games to review when we got both comps going. So next week, really quickly, one from the ages. This used to be game of the season from early 2000s. Blues versus Crusaders. Yep, Crusaders, moving on. Comfortably. Rebel yep. Tars, Battle of the uh, the Mediocre. Oh, jeez. Have you got a toss for Coyd? Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. A big that one. I'm probably going to get Rebels. Uh, Rebels because they're at home. Yeah, I've Rebels because they're at home. I've got Tars on this one. I just don't think they can be that bad again. Mm, did you Whereas see I them this Rebels week? Rebels were okay against the Brumbies. They started mm. terribly. Yeah, they fought their way back in. Yeah, they fought back into that game. Didn't you just predict the Waratahs? Yeah, I did. Oh, and okay. I think they played okay, whereas I think the Tars literally played their worst. Okay. They can't be that bad again. Um, mm, they definitely can. <laughs> uh, Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, it's back at Kitchiboo, but that's cool. Oh, that's good. Next one. Um, <laughs> ironically, because of the travel, I'm going for the Sharks. Oh, huh? You reckon you that you reckon the, cat, the sharks haven't shot, or the canes haven't shot? Canes wouldn't have shot. Yeah, the canes. The canes have definitely had no shitting. Did Whereas that cut the out shark, at the end of last week? I thought that bit cut out. It did. Oh, it, this is completely yeah. out of context. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it means. <laughs> Just a recap. When I travel, man, my system shuts down. It shifts. <laughs> Across the date line, yeah. So, so the Canes are coming back from Argentina. They haven't shat going into this. No one's shat. Well, the Sharks have shat a lot because they're they've just they've been in New Zealand the whole time. So I'm going with the Sharks. Who are you going with, boys? I can't see anyone winning two games in New Zealand two weeks in a row. It's just not possible. Is this a six day turnaround? I think they. I mean, an eight day turnaround. They might have this. The Sharks. I'm going to go Sharks. I'm going to go Canes. Haven't both of you done the journey from... Yeah, um, dude, I shut down for weeks. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, just wanted to confirm that. Uh, Brumbies Highland is a third home game in the road down in Canberra. First you real know. taste for the Brumbies of playing an international team um, and, and really best case result, isn't it? The Highlanders are a bit shit. I was just about to say, it's not really... There's a lot of other teams that uh, they could have played, which have made the game harder, so I'm going for a Brumbies win. I'm going for a Brumbies win too. Really disappointed in the Highlanders. I don't know what they can get out of the bag, but week two. And generic Aussie fan shit. If you're in Canberra, get out to this one. The second people been in the last two games. They're going to have won 11 in a row at home. They're starting the season 3-0. and You've got a bunch of future Wallabies in that team. Yeah, jump in the $5 parking, man. Hey, Jim, has your parents still got their season ticket? No, they threw it in. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. Threw it in. Yeah. Maybe but, they could make a comeback for this week. Mate, to be uh, fair, the Questacon's not bad. There's some art exhibit on there that's supposed to be all the jazz too. I remember oh, I drove yeah. down for the Ancient Rome exhibit. Man, that shit is shit when you're not in Italy. Yeah. They just give yeah. you scraps, mate. Yeah. But you love spending but you love spending time with your dad though. That really made it special for you though, yes? It was very nice. Yeah, good. Uh Lion Stormers, who are you going for? I gotta get the Stormers, man. How could you not? Yeah. yeah, Stormers are playing some good rugby at the moment. Okay. Uh, the Lions scoring. Now what do you reckon? Stormers no. keep them trialless again? I hope so. That's yeah. a good stat. You'll no, like that, Richard. 
No, I, I do love that. But no, Lions are going to score. They're going to score first as well. Lions to score first, but a storm is... Put going. money on it. Yeah, you do little it. Bitch. You little bitch. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem like you two. Um, so, the last game. I'm going Reds. Last Reds. game, I'm going Reds. No, I reckon the Jags will be hurting after that. And, oh, God, I hope the Reds will win. I threw some money on them this week. They broke me out. Oh, I just yeah. reckon. I just reckon. Fuck. Jags. Jags at home. And the Reds have travelled from Canberra to South Africa. No shitting. Then South Africa to South America. No shitting. Mm. That's 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 a lot of no. Shooting, I just so. really want the fucking Reds to win this one, so I'm going to root for them. Uh, I just okay, cool. the Jags no, from get annihilated, but the Jags are still going to win. Yeah, Jags are going to win. All right, very quickly, Six Nations fired up uh, thoughts. Uh, look, I just I just watched the extended highlights of these bad boys. I did actually no, I watched the last half of the England Scotland game. Fuck me, that was a terrible game of rugby. To be, did you know the con? I agree, but do you know the conditions that they were playing in? Do you know how bad it is in Newcastle sometimes? Mate, nothing like the conditions that were in the UK this weekend in Scotland. Oh yeah, it was just a tough, tough watch. There was a there was a. Uh, a tornado or a hurricane or something was hitting in the UK, which meant it was terrible conditions. Yeah, it was. Look, I'm just saying it was a tough watch. Um, and then, watch, and the last few minutes of the game, what really annoyed me: 79th minute, 30 seconds, 79, 30, 30 seconds to go. Scotland down 6:13. Got the ball, 30 out from their line. Put up a box kick. Try and compete for it. I, I, I understand. But, but why don't you? Sweet. But why don't you? The the weather was atrocious. There was a very high chance the summer might drop it, and then you get in a much more attacking position. I just can't get around it. It's thirty seconds to go. Just fucking try your luck. But you, okay, all right, sure. We're going to agree to disagree, probably. But yeah, there you go. Um, England get the win. Yeah, England get the win. First time we've held the Calcutta Cup in the last couple of years because we drew, drew last year and then lost the year before. So, yeah, moving forward. But England uh, suck, man. By the way, who is going outside for a run or something? I got a breeze coming through my window. Sorry. <laughs> um, Ireland getting it done? Yeah, well done to Ireland, but it's much of a muchless, really. Like, yeah. They're going to win that? Yeah, I think they will. I said last week, I think they will. Um, I don't think it will be a great tournament quality-wise, but I think they'll win. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that I think natural got... straight after a World Cup to mm. for the standard to drop a little bit. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's exciting for them travelling down here. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be a good test for them, really. It'd be a good test for Australia, too. Wales have become my natural rivals after riling up all the Welsh in the World Cup, so I'm happy to see them lose. Yeah, so am I. So that makes two of us. Um, all right. Well, that was a very quick synopsis. Boys, I'm excited about this week, but I got to shoot. So, uh, yeah, it's been good to chat. Just the last thing. I couldn't follow it. Is South Africa in the Six Nations now? Uh, no, they're not. They're talking about it. Um, Did you hear what Eddie Jones said? No, he said it was a bad idea, didn't he? No, he uh, came out and said, I don't understand. The Six Nations is the best competition in the world with only the best rugby teams. Why would we do right. that? 
it is the best rugby competition in the world after the World Cup. I do agree with that, but it's not got the best teams in the oh, world. So it was very, very Eddie Jones. Um, the other one, I, I guess we're not the people to touch on it, but the, the rights for Australian rugby is it's a fucking big deal. The sport's finished if a deal's not signed. That's Foxtel has propped rugby union up in this country. Um, they made an offer to rugby union, which wasn't for heaps of money. It was kind of short-changing rugby, and I think what it looks like to me is they, they intentionally fuck up the product just before negotiations. They don't redo the infographics. They the razzle-dazzle. They cut the midweek shows, and then they put in a shit little offer, and then I think Rugby Union, to their credit, I think realised that, that this idea of being exclusively on pay TV hasn't grown the sport, sort of said no, and Foxtel went, great, we won't be putting in another offer. Um, terrifying. I just don't know. I don't know enough about it. And I, my my dream result is rugby gets a lot of money, and we see some rugby on free to air. Um, the other talk is the club rugby was signed to Channel Seven, and Rugby Australia is trying to buy that back off Channel Seven so they can offer a package deal: club rugby, Super Rugby, NRC, and international. And then there's talk of the NRC being pulled. So I think I think the landscape's all about to change. Mm. At the, at the end of this year, though, right? Yeah, at the end of this year, the Foxtel still still got it for this year. Hmm. Maybe maybe someone will come in an Optus or a Network Ten, or someone will come in and give some form of money, and you never know. It might all be a positive thing. Yeah, and we I mean, see a whole new like domestic rugby competition next year. There's yeah. a lot of potential for change if South Africa are off it, which I think they're kind of within their rights. It's a fucking lot of travel. I haven't seen yeah. this African team win the Super Rugby in ages. Mm. I don't know what to say. I just don't know enough about it. Potentially very no, exciting, but potentially mm. the death throes of of rugby too. So it's a little bit it's a little bit nerve wracking. Um, I just hope people know what they're doing and we and we get the best best outcome. And I, and I do hope rugby does end up on free to air so the sport can grow. But but I also selfishly do hope we can still access it somewhere ad free with really good coverage. Mm. You get rid of Foxtel if they don't sign it. See ya, Murdoch. You can't. Is that a bit harsh? No. Yes, definitely. I'm not. A I know would have done, but no, not in for the Murdochs. Not in for Fox. But mate, I've paid for 25 years, and I'll keep paying if they keep the rugby. Let's be honest. I'm secretly hoping Optus will do it, so because I reckon they'll get good coverage for it. I think they'll put some good. They'll put a lot of money into it, which I think will go back into into the game. So. For me, I hope I think it'll be good for for a change personally. But the Optus do the NBA. So the Optus do uh, the Premier League, mm. um, and they also, and they also do the NBA. They've got ESPN on there as well, so they do the NBA and the NFL. But how's that NFL. go? Just... Oh, that's fucking gold. Fuck off, Foxtel. Then how's that go? Just streaming that. So do you watch that on a device, Richard? I watch it. I watch it on my TV, and I watch it on a device. So do you like? Is it an app on the TV? No, it's a channel. Oh, it's, a I have too. it's a channel, but I also have the app so I can stream it on my phone too. Yeah, so mm. channels, which I like and I love being able to record it. Which oh, I can also do that through, I can record my Optus TV too. How much you pay for Optus? Are you working for Optus, Richard? <laughs> Optus, please. Can you reduce my monthly payments, please? How much is Optus? Uh, are we really talking about Optus and how much to buy Optus on our rugby report card? 
<laughs> Whatever, give a fuck. I just want now. I'm paying fifty, I think, for Fox a month. Yeah, but um, because I've got my inter- I have my internet, my TV, uh, and everything. So I tell, I'm all talk. I don't know if I could lose Fox. I quite like love it all listed on the lifestyle channel. Mm. All right. On that note, that's what a great way to finish. Um, thanks, boys. Uh, look forward to another great, great round of rugby. All right. Um, all right. Catch you. Bye.